Welcome to the Master Builders Podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues affecting the building industry. It's the podcast by Master Builders for Master Builders. I'm your host, Max Rafferty, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Robert Shaw. Hi, Robert. How are you, Max? How's it over in uh, sunny old Canberra? Oh, look, look, it's it's not bad. Not so sunny today, but, you know, it's not bad. Got plans for Christmas? Well, Christmas, I thought, was a long way away, but it's uh, coming into October now, so it's not that far away. So hopefully we the borders will open and we can get over to Victoria, but it's not looking good. Yes, yes, you've got family there, I believe. Yes, so, but anyway, at this stage, we're preparing ourselves for a, a no-go, but uh, you never know. Yeah, I was supposed to go and do some trekking around Tasmania, and I think that's going to be a bit of a no-go for me as well. So, but next year, something to look forward to. Yes, certainly is, Max. Okay. Today's episode is part two of an interview we did with Mr. James McGregor on how to sell energy-efficient homes, where we go through a four-step sales process. Do you use the sales process for your business, Robert? Well, Max, over the many years, pretty much McDaly and myself did all the sales, but it's only in recent years, the last three years, that we've actually, believe it or not, put it on a dedicated salesperson. So 35 years without a salesperson, a dedicated, and certainly putting on a salesperson has certainly changed because they are qualified and that's what they do for a living. So they have a different approach, much more structured. Yeah, so I guess from that point of view, we are looking at the future, so making the business more sustainable. So, yes, we do now. And that's that's super interesting because, you know, just, just from talking to you, you know, what I know about you is that you're a super personable person. You're good at talking to people. How did you find bringing someone in? How did you find bringing a specialist in to, to sell your product? Um, I think, yeah, that's the interesting thing. I said so long of doing it your way and having was difficult, but, you know, just letting go of that process and entrusting it in someone else is is tough. And I guess you've got to pay for that as well, uh, where, you know, technically when you're doing it yourself, you're not paying and, you know, you roll up your sleeves and do the after-hours stuff and all the rest of it, but... Yeah, it's difficult, but when you look at once you make the decision that you want uh, the business to thrive into the future after you're gone, then I guess it's a no-brainer because she's not going to be there forever. And and you know, as as we've alluded to in the previous podcast, you know, n- not everyone is in a position where they can put on staff to do this kind of thing, and so I guess we're we're going to continue the conversation that we've been having with James McGregor. Uh, around how to actually sell sustainable, energy-efficient homes without sounding too salesy. Yes, Max, that's, I look forward to that. And certainly in our industry, for, especially for those small builders who do all the sales themselves and don't have a sales team, having simple process and thought of mind how to go about that would be very, very handy. Yeah, and I think so. Today we'll uncover the benefits that your clients are looking for and help you align your product with what your clients want. If you missed the first part of the episode, just check it out in your podcast feed. James is the founder of the Blue Tribe Company, and he helps companies develop and sell products that align profit with purpose. In other words, they're financially successful while making the world a better place. Over the past 12 months, he's been working with the building industry to develop a sales training program 
to sell energy efficient homes because he believes that energy efficiency is a great way for builders to differentiate themselves from their competitors in a growing market. In this episode, he walks us through a simple four-step sales process that anyone can use. It's going to be a cakewalk, I promise. Sounds good, Max. Let's have a piece of that cake. <laughs> Welcome back, James. It's good to have you back. Thanks, mate. It's uh, yeah, good to be here. Right. You spoke to us in the last episode about talking to consumers about energy efficiency. And I guess now, if we're going to go the next step, how do, how do, as builders, how do we do this without sounding, you know, like the slimy sales agent? Like, you know, like I know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know that, you know, we like, I mean, we like to do work and we like to be in the market but we're not necessarily super keen and we don't want to sound slimy. We don't want to ask everyone if they want chips with that or <laughs> fries with that. You know, we help us, James. What what have you got? Yep. So so today, I guess, yeah, what we wanted to talk about was, yeah, a, a sales method that we've been developing with the New South Wales government, which is designed to help builders sell more energy-efficient homes without sounding salesy. Right? That's exactly the whole point, right? I, I, hate, I hate sounding salesy and nobody nobody really likes to do it except if you're like the, the atypical Danny DeVito used car salesman type person out there right we, we all want to bring a great product to our customers but you know, how, the question is yeah how, how do you how do you do that without sounding like a tool right <laughs> that's really it's what you're asking. because we, when you say sales method that's the opposite of you talking to me about you and our values you say sales <laughs> method I want to run right. so so you got your work cut out for you today. Fair enough. Well, so how about I describe it as, so the, the, the method that uh, we've been developing is, so it's, it's research-based, so it's based on a whole lot of evidence. In fact, it's actually based on a, some researchers following you know, nearly 35,000 sales conversations with like really good salespeople. But rather than call it a sales technique, how about we t- talk about how you can become a detective to uncover the benefits your customers are looking for so that you can align your product to the benefits you've just uncovered. Let's describe it. Because that, that's effectively what the technique does. No, no I, I understand. I understand. But And, and for me, it, at the end of the day, I'm going to... I'm going to what? I'm going to walk away with some kind of framework to think about how to talk to potential clients. 100%. Yeah. It, so I'm gonna, we're going to talk through... Like a four really simple four step process where it's just a series of asking with genuine interest customers uh, questions to your customers, right? And and doing it when I say genuine, like you generally want to make sure you provide a quality product that helps them with the lifestyle they want. And this technique is designed to tell you the types of questions you should ask in order to understand what that is, so that you can offer that quality product that you know you're you're proud of building. Right. So, so I've got to a point, I'm running my business. I know I can deliver a good product. I know I can deliver a consistent product. And now I just, I'm, I guess I'm at a point where I, what I want to do is I want to tune my, my business to the point where I can deliver more of that product to people because that's going to help me be successful. That's right. Yeah. So in, in the, in the last episode, we talked about how consumers buy benefits, not features and like typically builders, We'll try to sell features, right? We've got this type of stone bench top. We've got this R value on our insulation. Yeah, you know, we've got 
the U value of the Windows is X. We've got this many kilowatts on the solar, right? And they're features, right? And in the last episode, we talked about why you need to sell benefits. But one of the things that builders really struggle with is, well, what are the benefits? I don't know what they want, which is half the challenge, right? So this method that we have is designed yeah, to, to help you identify that so that you can better understand your customers' needs and you know, also be you know, commercially more successful in, in selling the homes that you've got. Yep. Well, that I mean, that makes sense and sounds awesome. And I suppose throughout this podcast, there's probably going to be a few things that people should consider, you know, jotting down. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's four steps, so I'll we'll, we'll go through each step step by step, so people can make notes. And yeah, it'll be it's really simple once you actually understand it. Simple, okay. simple in theory, but what it does require is that people practice it because it sounds really easy, but it's those sort of things until you actually get there and do it for real. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things you learn in, in actually practicing this particular method. So, I mean, so I guess what we'll say is that you'll hear this noise just before there's a point you should write down. Sure. All right, we'll do that. How about we'll, we'll speak to the producers of this show and see if they can put in a... Hang on, let me see if I can find a sound effect here. <laughs> Maybe we'll do something like this no <laughs> nice no I, i'm happy with that the trigger trigger whatever whatever it is that triggers something perfect great well, let's do that so we'll have, we'll have a bit of fun with it right so when i try to get to that bit i'll try to remember to get the the uh, people recording this to, to whack up for the sound effect nice. yeah it's the only one we've got in the library unfortunately but anyway that'll do <laughs> okay so you you mentioned a a process. Look, we love a process. Everyone mm-hmm. loves to have a list. I know that when I go to the shops, if I don't have a list, I'm, I'm in trouble. So you said you've got a list. Talk to me about the list. All right. So, so the, the technique, as I mentioned before, it's based on some re- research of 35,000 sales calls. So a guy called Neil Rack- Rackham actually um, developed this method. Now, it has an unfortunate name, unfortunately, in the modern world. When, it, when this technique was created back in the 80s, the term spin had a different uh, connotation than, than what oh, we used good. to use. So it's called the spin technique, right? But go with me; it's easy to remember, right? And so the, the spin <laughs> technique—it's a four-step four-step process, and it's not about spinning and greenwash, right? It's not—it's not that. It's just the acronym that uses to describe the science that underpins it. And so no, what it's, it's designed not to do? Pol- technique. Yeah, mate. yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't, whatever you do in your spare time, Max. Luckily, this is a, a podcast, not a, a video, because we see the pole in the background there. Anyway, well, I think that's a pole anyway. All right, so. So the technique's designed, so basically what it is, it's a, it's a series of questions and there's specific types of questions that you can ask a consumer, which gets them to articulate the benefits of an energy efficient home in their own words. And that's a really important aspect of this. Like they describe in their own terms what's important to them. And then that gives you, allows you to better position your, your product to meet their very specific needs. And it's, and before I say, you know, I, your tongue in cheek described this as like a think of yourself as a benefits detective, but that's exactly what this process is designed to do, right? You're asking a series of questions to uncover things that are important to your customer so that your offering is more meaningful to them. So basically, this is just going to allow me to hear what's important to them and then let them know about how my product would cater to the things that are important to them. 100%. It's exactly what it does. Okay. Well, well, that's really, that's it is, actually, it's really simple in concept once you get it, but it's what builders don't do these days. They say they basically start off with ramming features down your throat. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, look, and, and it's difficult, you know. Houses are complicated things, especially if you put them together. If, you, if you're putting them together, you, you know 
that they're big and complicated things. And so actually having a technique where you, you can talk to your clients, hear what's important and then distill your message around what's important to them. I mean, it's a lot of pressure off me because now I don't have to tell them about all the amazing things that I know my crew have done on site mm. the whole time that we build a house. Yeah, but it's so, like imagine trying to sell a car and having to describe the alloys that go in the firewall and the electronic system that's controlling the ignition and the science behind the airbags, right? So yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that, nah. right? Because they just want a red one and it looks shiny and it's, it looks cool. And, yep. okay, it's got an ANCAP rating, awesome, great, but I just wanted a red one because it looks cool and I want to show off to my friends. Yeah. And I'm happy to know that I'm I'm safer in it. I don't need to know yeah. how the airbag works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, all right, I I think I've I think we've I think I've got the context. I think I I think I get it. I'm I'm just I'm just trying to check with you that I actually understand where we're going. Yeah, great. All right. Well, so we've got our spin. Yeah. What's what's the S yeah. for? All right. So so yeah. So S stands for situation questions, right? And this is the thing you probably do naturally anyway, right? This is understanding who they are uh, and some of the things like. For example, situation questions might be, let's, 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 let's take a scenario. So imagine you've got a um, young family coming to look at one of your display homes. Let's build this up. Yeah, you, you sound like you're describing me. So. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. All right. So situation B, uh, you would arrive and say, hey, Max, how are you going? Like you welcome you into the display home. So what, what are you looking for today? Well, and you'd probably say, oh, look, I'm looking for four bedrooms and a double garage, yeah. you know, a good alfresco area. Great. Also, you know, how much, you know, you've got a budget range you're talking about. All right. So. And the idea here is just to get some basic information about the customer. Now, the important part about this step is, and what you're trying to do is just get some situational questions, right? So, you know, they're a family of four, they need four bedrooms, they want a double K garage and an alfresco area, right? So you've learned some information. Now, what the research shows is you shouldn't ask too many of these questions. In fact, if you ask too many, you know, you can all relate to that, that salesman or salesperson that, wants to be your best buddy and they keep asking question after question mm. about, yeah, where do you hang out? And like, it's just like, guess to the point where you're going, shut up, man, I just want to walk away, right? So there mm. actually is a negative relationship to these type of questions to su- the success of the sale. So if you ask too many, you actually irritate people and you actually turn them off, right? So you just want to get enough information. And in the building game, yeah, it's things like, you know, if they turn up on their own, right, how many are you looking for? You got, you know, got a family, your parents are really with you, you know, really basic stuff so that you can at least set, understand the context of where they're coming from. And bud- budget, yeah. of course, is an important one as well. And and you, I can totally see how too much of this would be annoying. Uh, and I can also understand that actually you really don't need to do too much. I mean, like you were saying, you, you just need to gather what the, the, I guess, the information that sits around the edge because you already know because the, the very fact that I'm in the room talking to you about it, you already know I'm interested, right? Exactly, yeah, 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 100%, yeah. So so that's the situation questions and then we move on to the P part of the spin, which is what we call problem questions, all right? So, so this is where we're going to start toward our detective work, right? We're going to try to uncover some problems. So now these ones, again, these are very important questions because the next Next step is where the most important step of the process. These are where you're trying to identify issues that they might have that relate to your product. So let's let's assume that you're you've built a home that's you know really energy efficient, has really good insulation in it, for example, right? So it's, it's a really good thermal envelope. So from a from a design point of view, so you might start asking questions now about okay, tell me about tell me about the home you live in at the moment, Max. Yeah, what, what's yeah, it like? What's I, it like I, in summer? 
Yeah, look, I can tell you, when I was in the last house and I was looking to build a new house, you know, we had old plumbing. It was, you know, it was 60 years old and, you know, it wasn't shaping up so well. It used to have a few problems. You know, the, the upper floor of my place was didn't have any insulation. So it was, it was exactly like what you were talking about before. It was sweltering in summer. It was freezing in winter and it was kind of pokey, right? Yep. So I had, I had, I had, I guess I had, I had problems with the fact that it was old. I had problems with the fact that it, it wasn't comfortable. And I also had problems with the fact that it, it felt closed in. It didn't feel spacious. Great. Okay. So, so what we've, what we've just uncovered now is a whole lot of problems that you may not have even thought about in your previous home. So now we've started to hone in the, the, the customers focusing on, oh shit. Yeah, actually. Yeah, my home was freezing cold in winter and was hot in summer. Maybe I need to be thinking about that with this house, right? So all we've done, now all we've done, we've uncovered. So in your case, we've uncovered three, four problems, all right? So we've uncovered that the house was about old, which probably had created a whole lot of maintenance issues, whatever. Hot in summer, cold in winter, it was a bit pokey. All right? Okay, so so then we move on to the, now that we've identified those problems, we want to dig into them. So, which is where the, the I part of the process comes in, all right? Which is what we call implication questions, all right? So this is the most important step of the process. Right. And what we're trying to do is to develop the significance of those problems, right? So we want to make them, have them understand what effect those problems have on their life. So we increase the pain or the size or the urgency of the problem in their mind. And then we, we want, want them to articulate it in that way. So for example, so you, you mentioned before that the house was, you know, really cold in winter. And so, so I might ask a question going, okay, so you, you said that the house is really cold in winter, Max. Like how, how did that, how did that affect you? Like what, what effect did that have on, on what? living in the home at the time yeah and uh, i mean it was one of those things you know you never wanted to get out of you know you, you wake up in the night and you need to go to the bathroom and you just you really think about whether you wanted to commit to getting out of bed and walking to the bathroom yeah and, and, what, and what and what so what did that mean like so if because you didn't want to get out of bed like did it affect you in other ways not nothing you know wanting to just cool no, off no, like, no. get out get out was it hard to get out get out of bed to go to work in the morning oh yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, what, yeah, what about yeah. your heating bills, Max? Like, how did you know if it was really cold in winter? Like, were your heating bills really, really high? Were you having to spend heaps of money on heating? Well, they, it was they, they were they were substantial. Yep. They they you know they I didn't not notice them. Mm-hmm. So right. and, yeah. and when you turn up to work in the morning because you you're probably a bit of a mad rush then to get out the door to work. Like, were you in a good mood when you got to, got to the office or got to got to the building site? Well, it was yeah 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 yeah. Well, it's always it's hard right to go from. I mean, I guess in some senses, if you start cold and you go to cold, well, then that's fine. But, I, you know, you, you always think, and especially when you're building, you, you know, if you're building something new and really lovely and you're walking out of something that's, that's you know, not performing anywhere near the standard of, compared to the things you're building for other people, you, I mean, you notice that. Yeah, you right. notice that. Right. And you mentioned before that the, uh, the home was a bit pokey. So... So, given that um, you know, we're all working from home at the moment, how do you reckon it'd be living in that house now, the way it was? Yeah, it would have been it, it would have been super hard, especially considering you know my my family has grown since since being there. You know, as as my son gets older, he definitely needs more space, and I think that would have been it would have been super tricky. 
Yeah, right. Okay. So, so now what we've done, we've, we've just gone through the, a series, I've just asked you a whole series of implication questions, right? So now we've gone from you walking into our display, our virtual online podcast display home right here. Right? And I've asked you some very basic stuff here. Yeah, initially, you came in, you're looking for a four-bedroom house with an alfresco area and a double-k garage, right? That's, that's all you told me, right? So now I've asked you a series of questions. So now I've got you to the point where actually your historical reference to your existing home is freezing cold in winter, it's hot in summer, means I really don't want to get out of bed in the middle of the night, which means I'm busting to the toilet, got my legs crossed. It's a horrible feeling. I just want to get up and have a slash. Um, and then, oh, my God, if I had to live in that home today with COVID and working from home, how would I manage the kids with homeschooling? Oh, that would be absolutely terrible. So now what we've done, we've created this really big pain point problem that you weren't even aware that you had when we started this conversation. So so that gets us to the implication. So what we've done is we've built this problem up and we've, we've layered it. So in the last episode, we talked about this concept of the value equation. So now yep. we're stacking the value equation on our side, right? We're creating all these pain points that the consumers wasn't even aware they had. So then therefore the price, which is on the other side of the equation, is becoming less important, important in the balance of this decision. So then the next step in the process is we need to actually take all those pain points and flip them into what we call it to the end. So this is what we call need payoff questions, right? So we need to flip them around and we need to get them to describe if you solve that problem, what would your life look like? But look at what's the positive, it's almost like the opposite of the implication, like what's the positive version of that? So I would say things to you. Now, you might have noticed we got fair way through this conversation and I have not once mentioned the product. All right. And this is really important. You don't mention the features or the product or what you're selling until you've built this these pain points up. Because the second you do that, the second you start talking about, well, our house has this, they'll go they'll laser focus straight back on price. So we need to build up the painfulness of these points. So in the next step, I would say to you, okay, so you've just I'd repeat back to what you've told me, right? So you've just told me that you know your existing home was like you know really cold in winter. You didn't want to get out of bed. You know, I know it's horrible. Like you're laying in bed, you want to go to the toilet. You just want to get up, but you can't. You spent heaps of money on electricity. You know the kids. You never, you can't imagine possibly how you could homeschool in that space. So so tell me, Max, like what what would it mean to you if you lived in a home that was like really comfortable all year round? It was just like super super comfy. Right? So what would that mean mean to compared to how you're living at the moment? It would just give me a chance to focus more on, I guess, the life I'm living rather than the the, the bits I think I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. And what, and what about your? So you mentioned before you spent you're spending a fortune on electricity. Yeah. What what would it mean to you if you actually had no electricity bills? What do you, what do you think you could do with those savings? Oh look, I mean. It, it, subscriptions to every internet television channel on the planet because I'd normally save holiday, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, you might want to get a new stripper pole, Max, that we were talking about before, so you could spin around it. I don't know. Hey, look, you know, got to keep fit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, all right, and then, so, so what the idea of the need power questions is, now what I'm trying to get you to do is articulate the benefit, right? So remember where you said consumers buy benefits, not features. So, and you've just described the benefits in your own words. So, yeah, I, I could get up and just focus on living my life. I wouldn't have to like worry about feeling freezing and like running around turning the heaters on. And I could turn up the work and wouldn't be cranky. Wouldn't and if I hadn't be worried spare, if plumbing wasn't going to work, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Or if I had all this spare cash, actually, I could get every single subscription channel. I get Netflix. I get Disney. I could get Prime. I could get you know Stan. I could get you know Foxtel. I get all of them because I have all this spare cash, right? 
So you've just told me what's important to you. So now, now I can actually describe our home. So I can say, hey, well, actually, did you know that this particular house is designed to be a net zero energy home, right? So what that means is, depending on how you use the energy, of course, that you probably won't have electricity bills. You might have, or it might be really, really small, right? So therefore, we actually will have all that spare cash. So you can go crazy and get all the... If you buy this home, you can buy all the subscription services you want for your for your pay TV. Or, and it's also, we've got this really great insulation, which means, man, you can get up anytime in the middle of the night and you know it's going to be 22 degrees and you can have a slash whenever you want. You don't have to lay in bed crossing your legs, right? Yeah. So, so I'm not talking to you about the R values. I'm not talking about the U values. I'm describing how this home will give you the lifestyle you have just told me. I didn't know that before you walked in the door, all right? And and now it's really, they've taken ownership of, you know, they've said, like, if I had this, then that. So they've actually described what the benefit is and all you're doing is attaching your product to that benefit now. Yeah, awesome. So I guess we've been through the whole thing, right? We've, we've gone through the spin and if I'm if I'm looking at the takeaway you know, about the process, I'm saying, okay, first of all, I'm going to sort of, I need to just scope out who I'm talking to and what what it is that they, they that has brought them to me. And then I'm going to start to drill in to the issues that actually brought them to me. So I want to hear, I want to, I want to get to understand their, their current problems. Yep. And then I want to move on and understand the implication of those problems to them. Yeah, well, you want yeah, you want them to articulate. You want them to even just think about the implications, right? Because oftentimes they won't have done that. So, just getting them to articulate and even go through the thought process themselves is really important. But yes, yeah, you want to understand what effect those problems have on their lifestyle. Yep, that's correct. So we're up to the that's the I part of the process. Yeah, and then I get to the end and I let them know uh, about how I can, how the product that my team Almost. put together. So, so now you need to get them to tell you if you didn't have that problem, what would it mean for your life? So that, that's the end, need payoff uh, question. So yeah, we, try, right. we probably should call this the spins technique, right? So the S, which is the solution, is the very, very last step. So you need to get them to describe the positive outcome if those problems and implications they've just described get solved which is the need payoff step then we introduce the product yeah this i mean this to me it it's it seems like a really i mean it sounds like a really useful thing that anyone who is needing to who who at some point is going to have is having to sell their wares should you know this is something i mean it sounds like a great skill that people would need to have i got to tell you i you know i can see that there's you know there's a lot of benefit in hearing about it but i also imagine that there would be you know there's probably a lot of benefit in really honing this skill yeah you're absolutely right and seriously you can so you know we're using this technique skill to help builders differentiate their product based on energy efficiency so they don't have to they're not in a race to the bottom on price. But this particular technique and skill set can be used for anything, right? Practice it on your kids, man. Like, seriously, I, I do. Like, get them to do their homework and while they're homeschooling, right? Yeah, ask them, hey, hey what, what, what do you got on for school today? What's on maths? Right, okay. And you having trouble with that? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure about how to do this maths. Well, what does that mean if you can't do maths? Well, I'm going to get in trouble from a well, what does that mean? Well, that means that, you know, she's a bit scary, so I, I don't want that to happen, right? Well, if you did this and you actually asked for help, 
when I'm on my coffee break, what would that mean? Well, that means I'll probably get my homework in on time and the teacher won't be cranky at me. Great. Would you like me to help you with your homework right now? Because I have 15 minutes spare. Not when I'm in the middle of a video conference in 10 minutes um, with a really important client. All right. So you can use the same technique. The sales technique can be used for good and it can be used for evil, but and it's because it's based on science. And, and I mean, and you know, this is something that, that I guess you've been talking about for a while now. Uh, I mean, who else have you spoken with about it? What, what else have you, you know, ha, ha, how is this being used at the moment? Yeah, so, so this process and sales, so we've developed into a sales training program and it comes off the back of some work that others have done with the New South Wales government and we've sort of taken that previous research and developed it up. And for the past six or seven months, we've actually been uh, testing it and improving it. So we've, we've tested the, the sales training and this method with you know, Metricon, uh, Stockland, Tempo Homes in New South Wales, Burbank, Vicon, Mervac, SJD Homes down in Victoria, uh, which I know um, they've been on your podcast in the past. So we've been we've actually been testing it with with these builders, and I think we've trained 130 odd salespeople using this exact same process. And and that's part of just testing it and working out and improving it and and making it better. Yeah, the, and these guys are all big. I mean, I remember when we spoke with um, Mario Bison from Metricon. Yeah, that's right. He was saying 5,000 houses a year. Oh, unreal, isn't it? And look, you mentioned New South Wales government has, is sort of, is, is, has backed some of this research. What's, what's their interest in all this? So I think it's, there's multiple layers. So, you know, we're involved in a number of projects with New South Wales government. So one's actually a, a lifestyle TV show coming out on Channel 9 very soon. And that's designed to drive mass market demand for sustainable housing. But of course, you know, creating demand is only one piece of the puzzle. Creating demand, you still need to be able to sell the homes, all right? So then I guess one thing we identified in working with the government and New South Wales government was that you know, this, the, the sales approaches or the ability of builders or the skill level of builders or the knowledge level of builders around sales techniques was quite low, all right? So, I mean, the sales teams do, but there's a lot of builders out there who don't have dedicated sales forces. And we, and we constantly saw this issue of them selling features, not benefits, which was part of it. And so... The New South Wales government started a, a project to help builders with this issue, so, so that they had the resources available, so that those builders that wanted to, you know, get a slice of that, you know, thirty or forty billion dollars coming up in the sort of next eight to ten years, could get their piece of the pie. Because ultimately, the idea was to help you know, New South Wales government's committed to like a, a net zero target for their economy, and housing is a really, really important part of contributing to the sort of the future world that we're all going to live in. So mm. getting more consumers buying homes that are higher performance in terms of energy efficiency and getting builders building more of those is good for all of us. And so, yeah, so New South Wales government's been developing up multiple programs to try to assist the industry to get this sort of product to market and in consumers' hands. Yeah. Look, James, that was intriguing. I'm always interested um, in this kind of stuff, mostly because, you know, it's it's one of those things that, as a as a technical person and as a builder, I, I I don't I don't find it easy to talk about these kind of things. But you know, I've got to say that you know, thirty billion dollars definitely spark, sparks my interest. And having having a skill or a technique that helps me be a part of that thirty billion dollars is awesome. So look, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And as per usual, it was very interesting. My pleasure, and uh, hopefully people can see you can sell without sounding salesy. So that was the whole process is designed just to take a genuine interest in the customers 
and sell them the higher quality product that we know you guys can build out there in the industry. So it was, it was my pleasure. And I hope to see net zero and high performance energy efficient homes as the new norm as we go forward. Look, thanks for coming down, James, and uh, your steak knives will be in the mail. Well, Robert, I can safely say I'd never considered how choosing the right property might also help me to have every TV subscription service available. What did you get out of the podcast? The first thing that comes to mind listening to the podcast, James, was that I guess this is really good for our smaller members. And as I said, 80% of them are small members, is that it gives us some tools that they can utilise. Like it's easy for us to get bogged into what we do every day. And that's really about building and some of the technical side of that. And that can really get people, I guess, uh, disconnected. So these tools for our builders who are doing the sales is a, a reminder of how they can go about it quite simply to stay on focus and, I guess, and upsell the benefits of energy efficiency and some of the technology that's out there. So I, I think I'm excited about it. I think it's simple and without being complicated, which is exactly what we need in our industry. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I really, I love that just that thought that says, no, no, consumers buy benefits, consumers buy benefits, you know, because as an industry, we, we are always thinking about features because we're, we're putting things in, in houses and those things, we see them and we say, well, they are features, but to our clients, they are, they're, they're benefits and I think it's a really, for me, it's a really good shift of mindset to remember that, you know, whilst, whilst we may think features, consumers buy benefits, talk to them about the, the, the good things, the things that are going to come out of the choice. Uh, I, I guess I also really like that these kind of processes make, make, make sales easy because sales can be hard. And, you know, I, I know myself, I always, I feel like a fraud when I'm selling something, even if I know that I'm selling you the best thing, the thing that's going to give you exactly what you need and what you want. I always feel a little bit fake. So I know for me, I, you know, when I listen to these structures, I think, Oh, look, you know, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect structure to help me think about how I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. Look back. I think my, my personal opinion on sales is that Regardless, like you hear people say, why didn't you go with that builder? Because I didn't get a good vibe or I never got that connection. Like yep. that is vitally important. So no matter what sales process you use, you've got to adapt it to your personality and your style to some degree. And that's so important because if you don't read the client and you don't get that connection, it's like selling ice to Eskimos. So I think that's important and, you know, out of my experience, probably one in 20 clients are interested in the builder's jargon and the technical aspect of it. Yep. They're really after what they want. So I think this keeping us on track, adapting that to your style and, and, and your style of sales and what you're trying to do will really help people stay. And, and I can see how... Just having just having some kind of framework will be helpful for to to people who who don't have I guess a big turnover and get lots of practice at this kind of stuff. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, simple process, uh, practical process. We like practical things in our industry. 
that we can connect with. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that rolled out in the industry. Now, if you want to learn more about selling energy efficient homes, make sure you give your local master builders a call or visit our website at masterbuilders.com.au. Thanks for listening. I'm Max Rafferty. And until next time, stay safe.